everyone, it's Maria Recruit here from All Things Real Estate and it's July the 16th, 2020 and we're still in the midst of COVID-19 uh, all over the world and in Canada. And of course, the Land and Tenant Board is still closed. Um, <laughs> and um, my understanding is that the Small Claims Court will be reopening on November the 2nd, 2020. So I can just imagine what backlog is going on for that. Um, also, Bill 184, which is kind of interesting. I, I, you know, I, I don't know very much about it, but I know that it'll affect a lot of landlords and tenants in the province of Ontario, Canada. And it's my pleasure today to have Howard Tabrajas on my show. And he's going to explain some of the, just a little bit about, uh, you know, all these these different courts and the bill, just a teeny weeny bit because myself, I find all of this just a little bit overwhelming and I don't like to overwhelm people with information if they don't need it. And we'll find out more as things progress. We'll be adding that to my shows. So I'm going to invite uh, Harold. Harold. Um, thank you very much for coming on my show again, Howard. It's lovely to have you. Here he comes. Howard Tavrogis. Hi, Hi how are you doing? <laughs> Nice to have you on the show again, Howard. And and I know there's so many members. They send me messages all the time wanting to know more about what's happening to the Small Claims Court, the Landlord and Tenant Board, and Bill 184. Can you touch a teeny-weeny bit? I don't expect you to go into great detail. Just a little bit to help us understand a little bit more about this. So as far as Small Claims Court, that's not my forte, Small Claims Court. Okay. I, I kind of threw the grapevine here what's going on. Yes, okay. as you had mentioned, uh, there's a huge backlog. It's going to be even bigger. And from my understanding from small claims court, depending where the courthouse is in Ontario, some courthouses have one or two courthouses, courtrooms, others have more, but it's going to, when they open, when they eventually open, it's going to be on a limited basis. They're going to open like one room. Uh, they may be doing stuff remotely. Uh, again, I'm, I'm very vague on that. So I'm not the person to speak to in regards to that sort of stuff, but it's, it's, it's going to be a very slow process, unfortunately. As far as the landlord and tenant board, so mm -hmm. I want everybody just to kind of like keep quiet for a minute and listen to the crickets because that's basically <laughs> what's happening with the landlord and tenant board. It's like, <laughs> it's like when's it going to open up? And that's the, the question I get like every day from, you know, not only clients that I have, that I have literally 60 pending files that have been adjourned since COVID started, but people that have called in and that's the most popular question. What's happening with the board? When's it going to open? What's happening with this? So, I, I have gotten some information. I mean, mm -hmm. it, nothing's going to be coming to fruition until the provincial government basically says, okay, uh, we can lift this no eviction ban. Uh, mm -hmm. Basically, mm -hmm. it, it, it's that uh, emergency status that they have right now in the province. Mm -hmm. They keep on extending that status. I mean, from mm -hmm. what they last did, it's supposed to end, I think, sometime next week towards mm -hmm. the end of July. Once that's lifted, from my understanding is, again, it's not a, in, written in stone, that mm -hmm. they're going to start doing the eviction hearings. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Any of the you know, arrears applications or you know, the property's been sold or landlord wants to move in or there's you know, damages they want eviction, those sort of things. So that makes up pretty well 85 to 90% of the files that are at the landlord and tenant board are in regards to evictions. The others are in arrears applications like in L9, which there's no eviction attached to it or, you know, tenant applications where there's no eviction attached to it. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of misinformation out there. And I'm sorry, and there's a lot of these groups that mm -hmm. misinformation is traveling around. And I just kind of want to straighten that out 
people are posting from my understanding mm -hmm. that oh i just had uh you know a hearing today in regards to arrears and an eviction there are no hearings in regards to arrears and evictions the okay. only hearings that are going on is via telephone or l9 applications they're slowly starting to do these where there's no eviction attached so as an example you just want to collect the money from the tenant or mm -hmm. you filed this before the tenant left the tenants left already and you just need to get an order for the money they're doing those mm -hmm. hearings. they're doing mm -hmm. tenant applications like a t2 or a t6 they're doing case management hearings which are pre-t2 t6 so they're trying to do a case management hearing is basically mediation on the telephone. So they're trying to work out something between the landlord and tenant on a tenant application. That's mm -hmm. all they are doing. This other thing that they got on the landlord and tenant website where they're talking about, oh, we're doing emergency hearings where, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's a safety issue. Mm -hmm. So people are owed. And so, oh, it's an emergency because I'm owed $24,000. Yeah. yeah, I believe yeah, that is. <laughs> but as far as the landlord and tenant board, it's not a safety issue. I mean, I think it is because people are losing the, yes, and the sure. property, but yes. that's not deemed by the property. Plus the other thing that they don't tell you, it's not a one-step process. How does it happen? So let's say there's something going on in a building. There's, you know, a stabbing or whatever. And I'm sorry to say that extreme, but it, that's basically the level mm -hmm. you have to go out safety issue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you apply the landlord and tenant board, you, you know, you serve the notice, you file your L2 application and along with it, and you can see it on the landlord and tenant website, there's actually a, an extra form that you fill out to say to the board, oh, please do this via telephone. It's basically mm -hmm. begging them in a way to do yes. it by telephone. I need an adjudicator to look at this because it's an emergency and I need an eviction. So that's your first hurdle. If they grant that, mm -hmm. then it goes to a telephone hearing where both the landlord and the tenant, if the tenant you know, calls in, or even just the landlord in a lot of these circumstances, there's been a number of these hearings where an adjudicator makes a decision based on the information that they uh, they get during the hearing. And what's the decision? It's either a yes or a no. Well, what's mm -hmm. the yes? I will issue an order. Mm -hmm. No, I'm sorry, I don't think it's it's good. And your, your application is dismissed. And I really mm -hmm. caution people to go this route Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, the end is near as far as when this thing is going to be lifted. So look at the positive on that. Uh, but if you go this route and your application is dismissed, you're done. It's not like you get another kick at the can and say, okay, look, okay, it didn't work with the emergency hearing. Now I'm going to get another hearing. No. Mm -hmm. or, so under, under law, it's called res judicata, which means you can only show your evidence once kind of like mm -hmm. double jeopardy in the States. You okay. can't the same person twice. That's the way I kind of relate it that way. Mm -hmm. So once you've used that evidence, you can't come back and say, okay, here's the N7 or N5. I'm going to use it again. You'll have to start from scratch. So really consider to go that route. So yeah, I'm going to play, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Yeah. Okay. Why, why could we not be having hearings online, which we're all doing business online? Like what is going on? I, I mean, most of them are for non-payment of rent. I mean, it's 99% is non-payment of rent. That's pretty simple. Why is this dragged out for so long? It's so unfair to the, to the landlord. You know what? I agree with you. I'm going to touch on that in one second. Just finish the thought. Yeah. On, so. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I'm glad you brought Very that up. No, no, no. Because that's my thoughts exactly. Yeah. So, yes. uh, so what's the next step? So you get this order from the adjudicator that says, okay, now you can go ahead with the eviction. Yeah, no, you can't. So what you mm -hmm. have to do is now you have to actually appeal to the superior court 
do a motion in front of a judge and get a judge to sum up. So what does that mean? So if you've had a paralegal, which most people at Landlord and Tenant Board, they hire paralegals, number one, they know the law better at the Landlord and Tenant Board, plus they'll be less expensive than a lawyer, uh, Mm -hmm. more accessible than a lawyer. Well, uh, a paralegal such as myself, I can't represent people in superior court. So now you're gonna to have to hire a lawyer, spend probably another couple of thousand dollars minimum Worth just it. to do a motion in front of a judge. And the, and the judge either says yes or no on this motion. Well, as far as I know, and this again is information I've received secondhand, so it's not 100% true, but from my understanding it is, there's since March 19th when they closed everything, there's been three evictions in the province of Ontario. That's it. Because remember, the sheriff's office is closed. So on your point in regards to arrears, mm-hmm. what I think they should have done, not that anybody consulted with me, I wish they did, yeah. but yes. when, when the province implemented this no eviction, which I understand, you don't want to evict people during the time. This mm-hmm. time of course, COVID. we understand but that. Yeah. The other thing is the sheriff's office is closed. So even if you had an eviction order in hand, which a lot of people actually do from mm-hmm. prior COVID that they couldn't actually enforce because the sheriff's office is closed. So now what's happened is there's probably 30 to 50,000 applications sitting at the board. That's applications submitted and adjournments that they have to get through the stockpile. So they've wasted three, four months. It's almost four months already. Actually, in a few days, it's four months Mm -hmm. that they could have been hearing all these applications. Like you said, even via telephone. Yeah. What's the matter? Yeah. They could have they could have said, okay, we can only enforce this after COVID thing is lifted. Mm-hmm. At least you'll have an order in hand. Yeah. And if the tenant paid off the arrears by that point, well, you know what? You cancel it. No big deal. Yeah. Now they yeah. have to get through the backlog. So f- from the information I've heard is what their thoughts are, once this veil is lifted, they will start doing telephone hearings with arrears mm-hmm. applications. And it's actually pretty easy. So the day of sure. the hearing, you have to fill in what they call an L1, L9 update sheet. You can actually email or fax that to the board ahead of time, the adjudicator would have it in front of them. Mm-hmm. And they just go through the process that way. It's so much easier. I've done a number of telephone hearings, like mm-hmm. uh, not hearings, but more case management hearings, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's pretty smooth. I mean, mm-hmm. it's relatively mm-hmm. smooth. And, I, and that's going to be the only way they're going to get through the yeah. background. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because the last time I was at Landon Tenant Board, it wasn't at the Landon Tenant Board. I'd gone to my paralegal's office and we did it on the line. And what happened was the the tenant who had a problem with me didn't even show up. So that was the end of that. That was the end of that. Right. And the person just left. But I mean, it it saves time and money and it's ridiculous. It's mostly for non-payment of rent. And since when can someone live somewhere without paying rent? I don't care what problem you have. You still have to pay rent. I mean, it even says you have to pay rent even if you're solving problems and issues. So why is this? Why does this keep coming up all the time? Like, I mean, that's this. This is dumber than dumb. Dumber than dumb. You know, like, come on. This is the 21st century. Everyone's online. Do it online. Then you can have like a thousand adjudicators. I mean, whatever you want to do with them, pull Mm -hmm. them in or whatever, and get on with it. Like these poor landlords are losing their houses, Howard. Even even deputize. um, And this is the other thing. We're still short on adjudicators across the province. That's another problem. What I think is, I'm, I'm sure this is not the right terminology, is deputize people. Yes. What does that mean? Yes. Is they give them the authority for an L1, L9 application, which is really easy. easy. Right? Yeah. It's very easy. Okay, 
Here's the update. Did you pay the rent? Didn't you pay the rent? That's it. Adios. Goodbye. Whatever. We're done. So I think they could they should deputize at least the mediators because yeah. they have at least one or two mediators, mm -hmm. sometimes even more. So at least it broadens that these people can do these hearings and not tie up everybody's time. And yeah. they'll never get through the backlog. They'll just no. never get through. No, it. no, it's, 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 it's insane. It's yeah, insane. Yeah. This is insane. We've come to a point of insanity. As it is, people are getting insane because they don't wear, want to wear masks. I mean, come on. You know, exactly. someone got shot today because he didn't want to wear a mask and he beat somebody up and almost ran over some other people. Yeah. This is in Canada up north. What are you crazy? Yeah, exactly. I mean, put a friggin' mask on. Take care of everybody. I mean, we're all pulling together. No one is above the law. When it comes to things like this, we're trying to save lives. Oh, and also, you know, we're trying to save tax dollars because every time someone goes to the hospital, guess what? Comes out of our tax dollars. Do people not understand that everything that's going on right now is going to come out off, off of our back, especially the small landlord, anyone who owns real estate or anyone who has, has a business, we're going to be taxed to death. Right. You know, everything comes at a price. And, and what I'm understanding now and what I'm seeing uh, with a lot of members and a lot of people in business, they haven't even learned business 101. They're running a business but don't understand the basics of running a business. Absolutely. Come on, you know, like get with it. Like, I mean, I'm just beyond myself because I've been producing shows, as you know, since the right. middle of March. There's not that many people watching. Unless I put it right in front of them. I mean, I've got people that are watching, but the people who really need it are yeah. watching it yeah. because I can see who's watching. And the ones who are watching are the ones who know all this stuff, but but because they want to learn more, right? Exactly, exactly. You know? yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. get with it. <laughs> anyway, so that, so I, I'm, okay, I have a question for you. Okay, so okay, we know that some people uh, were, able, were, you know, had sheriff's uh, orders to right. have the sheriff come in and then that was stopped does that mean when everything is lifted the sheriff can go ahead and, yeah. and, and that's going to be that's going to be a huge problem too so okay. like you don't <laughs> have enough problems already that's going to be a huge problem because everybody forgets the landlord and tenant board has been closed for almost four months so yeah. has the sheriff yeah. oh so yes has these orders in hand if across the province depending where you are in the province i mean some is bad some is worse some is really really bad uh that you file the application well you file the uh you take the order to the sheriff sorry certified order to the sheriff okay. and you pay about 340 dollars yeah. for the yes. sheriff yeah. then the sheriff either there or they notify you when the, the eviction is going to happen normal process across the province anywhere runs from three weeks after that to six weeks after that to two months after that that was before COVID. They've been closed for four months. I couldn't even imagine the lineup, the queue, how long it's going to be to get somebody evicted. So you're finally going to be able to evict them. And then it's like, oh, my God. And again, mm -hmm. this is what the province should do. And again, it's, I'm not mm -hmm. the lawmaker, but they should yes. privatize these enforcement Definitely. offices. Yes. And yes. like I know in, in some provinces, you can actually take it to a, a certain person and they'll, mm -hmm. take it and they'll be out there the next day and the person's evicted. Yeah. Not another yeah. three, four, five, six weeks. Yeah. Either do that or, or or get the police to help us out. If you're not going to have yeah. a sheriff, then yeah. get the policeman to come. Somebody. And, you know, somebody, somebody. Somebody, you know. I mean, you can't leave these landlords again. I mean, it seems like they're making fun of us. 
Yeah. You know, we, we are the ones, the small landlords are the people who are solving the issues with so many people in Ontario right. that, you know, the government uh, subsidized programs doesn't have enough places for them to go to. So the small landlord is helping them out. But instead right. of helping the small landlord, you're like, so you're slapping and kicking them in the face saying, okay, you're down. So keep going down. Right. Like, I mean, I don't understand where the logic of all of this is going. I really don't as a business, again, as a business person yeah so that's a good segue going into bill 184 okay. <laughs> talking about kicking and beating yes yes okay so i'm going to explain a little bit about bill 184 and i'm not going to go over into too much details no no just a little bit just my, a little my, bit my views on it so what is and i i'm just referring to some notes that i i made because here's the bill right here yeah. Bill 184 that i read i didn't memorize it so what's it called Protecting Tenants and Strengthening Community Housing yeah. Act 2020. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Did they mention anything about the landlord in that line? Protecting Not at all. Tenants. How much more protection do they need? Like, yeah, that's okay. what I'm saying. So, here's, so th these are the changes that they're proposing for the Residential Tenancies Act. And, and right now, uh, they're going into third reading. And after the third reading, it gets the royal assent. I don't know what that means. Is They send it to the queen. She kisses it. And then it comes up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But it's, it's something like that. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so, so, so the first thing they talk about, or one of the things they talk about is the N13. So the N13 is in regards to when somebody needs to do renovations, mm -hmm. uh, you have to serve the tenant an N13. So what is an N13? I'm not going to get into the. No, no, please so don't. We don't have time today. It's 120 day. It's 120 day notice that you give to the tenants. We need to do major renovations. You need to move out for a certain period of time. But the thing is with that one, they move out, but when they move, they get the first dibs to come back in at the same rent that they were at yeah. before. Yeah. So you spent two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. They'll get the same rent anyway. So before before uh, this bill uh, was put in there, this rule applied. If there was five or more units, then you have to give compensation to the tenants equal up to three months of rent. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now what they propose is, nah. -uh, it's anyone. So even less than five, even if you have one unit, whatever, you have to give them three months notice, three months compensation. Compensation. No. Yeah. So number two, and I'm just running through these quickly. Mm -hmm. In regards mm -hmm. to the N12, which we just recently talked yes. about, that's yes. landlord's own use for selling the property. So with those uh, notices, you have to give documentation to process to go through the landlord and tenant board. I think I talked about this. You have to do an affidavit or declaration. Yes. Well, now the proposed change is with that affidavit, not only are you saying that as a uh, as a an example, I'm moving in my own personal use under good faith for at least 12 months, et cetera. Now, now what you have to declare is in the past two years, mm -hmm. it's like fessing up time. In the yeah. past two years, yeah. I now have to tell you about any other notices that I gave to the tenant in regards to damages, in regards to you know a, a possible other N12 or an N13 for the renovations. Mm -hmm. And then with that, now the adjudicator will make a decision to say whether you're telling the truth or not telling the truth, which yeah, you can get to how that upsets me. So that that's yeah. the other thing. So that, that's another bad one. A good one that's come the landlord way is in regards to uh, applications for arrears. That's like an L1 or an L9. So under that, which a lot of people know about, and again, I won't get into full details, that when you go in front of the adjudicator, 
under Section 82 of the Act, and to remember what Section 82 is, you don't have to memorize it, is 82 Me Too. So 82 rhymes with Me Too, that basically they go up there and the tenant has the ability under Section 82 to bring up any and all issues that they have with the landlord while you're bringing an arrears application. So basically blindsided. So you yeah. go and say, okay, you owe me $20,000. Then the tenant can go up there and go, oh my God, there's been mold. There's blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. I bring, know. They have to bring their evidence with them, but it yeah. doesn't matter. You're being blindsided. So yeah. now the change to yeah. that is that they now have to give in advance written notice to the landlord and to the board that they are going to be bringing up these issues. So at least the landlord is prepared ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a pot one positive. Probably the best part of this to me is this next one that regards to damages and utilities. So as everybody knows, well, not everybody knows, but everybody will know now that I tell them is that <laughs> the landlord and tenant board, as we know, is pretty slanted towards the tenants. Uh, so if a tenant vacates the rental property, they have up to one year to bring up any issues like under a T2 or a T6 uh -huh. for maintenance uh -huh. or tenants' rights to bring the landlord back to the landlord and tenant board for any of these issues, whether it's bogus or not. The good thing about that is it's a lot quicker to get a hearing at the landlord and tenant board rather than through small claims court. Mm -hmm. And they'll just bring you back there just to upset you. Mm -hmm. Sure they will. And it's a game. It's but, a game. Meanwhile, they're living in your house for yeah. free again? Yeah. But no, no, no. They can't come back to the house. But I'm just saying. But they oh, can I see. Up, when they, they leave, when issues. they leave the house. They can bring up issues after they've left, right? Yeah. They said, oh, you know, you, you've, you've got, you got them terminated because based on arrears of rent. So, they, you know, speak to buddies of theirs. Oh, this is a good scam that I can run. I can at least try and go after them for this amount of money. Whether it works or not is just another Pain they have to retain somebody to go back to the landlord and tenant board or go themselves, take time off of work, etc. etc. More stress. Well, finally, the good thing is, which landlords have been complaining about for a long, long time, is how is this fair? Once they're gone, we have yeah. to go through small claims court to get anything, but they can come back to the landlord and tenant board. Yeah. Now they're trying to even the field, so at least. This is one good thing is the landlord can now come back up to one year mm -hmm. for damages. Mm -hmm. They also talk about utilities, which has not been in there before. You could mm -hmm. go after utilities, but it'd have to go through small claims court. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing. Another good thing is a rent increase. So mm -hmm. not all landlords know that, you know, if you have a rent increase, you can do it once every 12 months. Yeah. You have to get them 90 days notice on an N1 notice. And, you know, and it can only be under the guideline amount of this year, it's 2.2%. And, and then it's enacted. Well, some landlords didn't do that. And what happened was that the landlord didn't do that. And for years and years and years, it was never discussed, you know, the mm -hmm. tenant pay and then, you know, come back. Well, tenants have now, they got smart with that. They came back at them at the landlord and tenant board and uh, I apologize. That's okay. At the landlord and tenant board, and okay. they get all that money back, all that increase. If it's 10 years, they get all the money back. They well, get the money they, back. They, they haven't, haven't, they well, haven't no, 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 because they haven't, weren't given proper notice. They weren't given the N1 notice. They actually oh. paid the increase because the landlord oh. sent an email or something. Oh, okay. Okay. Now it's going back part to the way it was years, years mm -hmm. ago that no, now you actually, uh, 
even if you don't serve them an N1, if they've been paying the new increase for at least mm -hmm. 12 months, mm -hmm. that becomes what they call deemed rent. Mm -hmm. So they can't come back after you for that rent increase mm -hmm. as long as it's under the guideline amount. So that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Here's a couple of bad things. I'm sorry. Okay. Of course, there's more bad things. Good. Good, good, good to well, bad. Listen, so, listen, Howard, how, yeah. I, how come I'm not surprised? I know, I know. Well, I'm going to make <laughs> it feel good before I put the knife back in you. Yeah, yeah listen, I've gone through Bill 8184 as far as I wanted to go. And when I read what, what they were proposing, I thought this is once again, nothing to help the landlord once again. No, no matter how they sugarcoat it, yeah. this is not how. And I'm going to tell you something else. Uh, there are so many landlords, I mean, more mature landlords are just getting out of the business completely now, Howard. They're selling their properties. They said, I'm not going to take yeah. part of this myself. You know, I mean, I continue because I have a certain way of doing my business. Yeah. But right. the other ones that I know that belong to different associations saying, I'm yeah. not going to continue playing these games. Like they don't even listen to us when we go in and sit down with the Minister of Housing because mm -hmm. I belong to a group. It's called the um, um, Landlord, Landlord Presidents Association. Right. Um, and, and I mean, quite frankly, they went and sat down with them and had a list. It's like they never like, and the, the, the government doesn't even, doesn't even remember they were there. I mean, it's terrible what's going on. We've wasted so much time as landlords. Yeah. Can we really, as a business afford yeah. to waste our time, our home, our assets right. for something that's not, you know, slanted our way in any way, shape, or form. So I don't see it as a viable business anymore. The only way it's viable is if you get good tenants in there. And what I see, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to happen. There's going to be so many more homeless people. Yep. And before you let anyone into your home now, don't worry. They will have to go. They have to go, like they say, you know, go through the eye of a needle. Right. You know, there's a saying in the Bible, right? Yeah. So go through the eye of the needle, see if you pass. If you don't, you're not getting in my home. And this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. Less and less people will find housing because right. the landlords would prefer to stay empty than have a bad person in there. Or they just go out of the business. And small they go out of the business. Yeah, that's the next step, right? The province yeah. landlords, right? So yeah. there's not the big yeah. guys when you think like, you know, the Greenwind, yeah. people like that. Oh, yeah. have all these buildings. No, it's the small landlords that make yeah. up the majority of landlords. So. Yes, it does. It does. And we're the ones that are hurting and they're te teaching, they're treating us so badly. So so the last two points, I'm sorry. Okay, I that's fine. Now it's your I turn. We're, I know we're limited. No, I know we're limited for time. So I want to make sure I get these. You're, not, you're not limited for time. Oh. This is very important. Okay. I just want, I need to fill my thing in there because I'm very passionate about trying to help the I'm landlord, really right? I, just I, like you. I, no, I and I like the interaction. It makes it, yeah. I More just fun. you just got to calm down. You should have a glass of wine with you just to like make maybe it. next time. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have a show later on. I have a show with uh, Scott McEachran right yeah. after you, and then I have at seven p.m. with Samantha a glass. Right, so we're going to be talking about real estate and the law. So yeah. I'm going to be I'm going to have a glass of wine with her. Okay. <laughs> That's at seven o'clock. Okay. <laughs> I'll take your advice, Howard. Thank, thank you. Now you have the floor now, Howard. Okay. okay. So so the other one other bad thing is maximum fine. So what does maximum fine mean? So if a landlord, as an example, the N12 finds it's in bad faith. The landlord uh, is sued by the tenant with a T5 application. The board has the uh, authority to uh, issue a fine against the landlord, which is paid to the board. So it's another cash grab. Sorry to say. Yes, of course. Of Up course. $25,000. And if it's a corporation, it's $100,000. But no, that's not enough because this, no. this is the proposed change. Now the proposed change is if you're uh, – 
like yourself, Maria owns a house. It can be fined up to $50,000. And if you're a corporation, it can go up to $250,000. That's like, yeah, exactly. 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 So the last, the last part of this, which I, again, there's a lot of misinformation about this part. This is huge. And I want people to really listen to this. So there's a, a, a section in there that talks about if you've had arrears mm -hmm. since COVID started, I think they call it March 17th. I thought it was March 19th, March 17th. Uh, that uh, if you've had some sort of mediated agreement with your tenant that they signed that, okay, they're going to pay me so much over this period of time, maybe not the full rent, mm -hmm. et cetera. If they breach that agreement, mm -hmm. you can actually now apply almost like a Section 82. Well, it is a Section 82, which is called an parte order to the landlord and tenant board. So there is no hearing. The land, the adjudicator would make a decision and an eviction order is, is issued. Everybody's that's, like, oh my God, that's wonderful. That's so great. Yeah, yeah there's a problem with that. And of I, course there is. Always is. I'm going to explain why. Number one, yeah, you may get that order. The tenant also gets that order. It's not like it's, you know, yeah. there's not a hearing. But what will happen is now you can take that order to the sheriff, get in that line, you can hear those crickets again because you're going to be waiting a long time for the sheriff to come to the thing. But in all that time between when you've you paid the $340 and the sheriff actually goes to the door, the tenant can still, and they don't mention this, but this is the law, they have a chance to stay that eviction, which means stop the eviction, which means they could say, oh, the landlord lied. I never breached this, this blah, 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 blah. Even if it's untrue that mm -hmm. they did breach it, it will be called back to another hearing at the landlord and tenant board. So no matter, you can go all around this circles that you think you're going to bypass the hearing. It'll come back. No way. No way. So, no way. So it's, it sounds good. And I guess it's kind of like a little uh, carrot for the mm -hmm. landlord. I think it's a mm -hmm. good thing. Not really. Not, no. Not really. Yeah, you can bypass it. But then you got to prove it. And most of the landlords that I know that I've dealt with, they mm -hmm. do everything in good faith. So they may have done it like by email or spoken to their tenants and say, look, let's work together. You're going through mm -hmm. a tough one. They're not going to say, okay, I'm going to mail you this mediated sure. agreement to sign. Sure, they should. That's yeah. what I'm saying. This is a business. This is why you have to, in order to stay in business, you have to run it like a business. And then your tenant's going to respect you because it's a business. And they know they're in trouble if they don't keep their end of the bargain because they've signed paperwork. Like that's the part that's missing here with a lot of landlords, right? Emails. Okay, emails, yes. But then they have to sign or they say at the very top, I signed this, right? Whatever. And it's done. Yeah. You know yeah. what? No matter what, it's good that they're they're doing a few good things for the landlord. I mean, I look at the positive, not the negative. Mm -hmm. Of I course. Mean, I mean, yeah, tenants do need a place to live. I mean, and landlords, it's a business. So if it's a good relationship, it's a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. like it's like a marriage. Everything works yes. up. It's wonderful. Yeah. You're, you know, I pray that your uh, property goes up in value because that's yes. the whole purpose of it. Yeah. You yeah. know, you sell it off and you can retire, kids' education, however mm -hmm. you want to do it or mm -hmm. just as an investment, that's great. But I mean, when it's too one-sided, too lopsided, yeah. and people are taken advantage of, well, they, they, you know, they feel upset and they get out of the business like you're talking about. Yeah. Again, oh, yeah. Run it like a business. I, you, it's exactly what you say, run it like a business. If you can't handle this stuff, don't be a landlord. Or yeah. if yeah. you don't want to be dealing with the tenants on a day-to-day -day mm -hmm. basis, hire a good property management company, let them take it. You know, you do your stuff, you do what mm -hmm. you're on if you're an accountant stay being an accountant or a doctor or a lawyer but don't mm -hmm. 
if you don't know anything about landlording, it's a whole other business. Like you say, you got to study, you got to learn, and it's changing. Like these changes yeah. in this bill, you got to you got to learn this stuff. Not that you got to have to be an expert on it, but at least read it, touch on it, understand, understand it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. just exactly run it like a business. We can yeah. say they were blue in the face. to were like two Smurfs that were blue, yeah. but I'm yeah. just, but that's what you got to think. It's it, don't take it personally. Run mm-hmm. it like a business. Yeah, yeah. They take it personally. They get upset. They get stressed out. People, you know, God forbid, they get sick, right? Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what, that's what yeah, happens. it's not worth it. It's yeah. not worth it no. unless you're really going to take real estate as a business. And and I'm going to have a show about uh, is this the end of the small landlord? In many ways, it's going to be uh, unless you t- do certain things. It's the end of the small landlord because all we're doing is getting our hands bound more and more and more. Yeah. And it, only the smart ones will survive. Only the the ones that have lots and deep pockets financially mm-hmm. will be able to carry us over the time where we don't have to have anyone in our home while we until we wait for all of this to settle down right because it's going to settle down sooner or later with all that's going on but certainly i do know that <laughs> when somebody gets in touch with me and there's a lot of people getting in touch with me they want to rent from me and i ask them have you been paying rent and then i say i need to speak to all your landlords no. oh okay i'll get back to you yeah yeah you don't they took it. care of themselves what? I didn't say a thing. I said, I will have to get in touch with all your landlords. Oh, I, I this is what they do. And this is why I want to you know, tell my members now with the Canadian Landlords Association and the Ontario Landlords Association. When you say to them and they say to you now, what they're saying is I've always owned my home. Mm-hmm. Tongue in cheek. Uh, the other thing is I've lived with my parents. Tongue in cheek again. So mm-hmm. they want to move in with their boyfriend. So I said, well, okay, that's fine. Then I want to speak to your mother. Oh, no, I don't want you to speak to my mother. You can speak to my grandmother. What's that? A red flag, right? And then uh, I have to speak to your boyfriend's landlords. Oh, I'll get back to you about that. We just prevented something negative happen to a more inexperienced landlord. And they can go to another more inexperienced landlord because they're going to take them, right, and believe their stories. Yeah. But like you, like you, like you said, and I, I totally agree with, and this is what I tell landlords all the time, if you don't have the right person, it's not the right fit, leave it vacant. Yeah. Leave yes. it wait yes. for the first, because you know that one or two months rental mm-hmm. income that you think you lost. Yeah. Look at the situation now. I have landlords, and it, not that COVID comes around, but just the time frame it takes to get to the yeah. board. You're out four, six, eight months anyway. Yeah. So I know. This is going to pale in comparison. At least you can sleep at night. You just yeah. have to refinance your property mm-hmm. or, or uh, defer the mortgages. And I must say, the banks, I'm deferring for a second time now. They're open and they understand that they have to go with what's going on. Yeah, exactly. so, so, you know, the whole business is changing exactly. about dealing with our banks. They've really gotten to know us more personally. And I have a refi coming up that now actually I'm talking to the lender's lawyer and my lawyer is talking to the lender's lawyer, which would have never happened before because we have a problem that's just arisen. It's going to take all three of us to resolve that problem. So I can see the changes happening where we will be more in touch with the lawyers that we're dealing with on both sides, the mortgage broker on both sides and the private lenders that are lending us money. They're going to get to know us as a person. It's not just a name anymore. So that's good. That's a good move forward with the businesses. And I'm hoping with the, you know, with the paralegals allowed on tenant board, there's going to be more um, on-site hearings, like on the phone or whatever else, right? right? Or even in a paralegal's office on the phone, 
you know, that you can do it. Like I did the last one I did with my paralegal was in her office. But but even with the social distancing, I mean, people are doing it. I mean, I have hearings come up. I'm in my house. The landlord's in his house. The tenants yeah. wherever they are, and actually, you know, the adjudicators they're they're in their homes too. They're not at the board. And that's fine because you sure. know what? People feel more comfortable that way, anyways. Yeah, yeah. It's more laid back, right? Yeah. It's laid yeah. back. Get it over and done with. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Fantastic. Do you want to give any advice now before we uh, close until next week? Uh, uh, <laughs> you have, yeah, I don't how can they get time. a hold of you? We actually, Howard, how yeah. can they get a hold of you? Okay. okay so <laughs> there's two ways. You can either call me and my number is 705-722-1971. And you, of course, that number is my cell number. You can text me to that number or you can send me an email. It's info, I-N-F-O, at Tavroges, T-A-V-R-O-G-E-S, Legal, L-E-G-A-L, so one word, tevrogeslegal.com. Thank you so much, Art. Thank you for spending the time with us. Thank you for helping my members. Thank because, you. you know, this is time. This is precious time out of your day. You normally charge for this time, you know. But, you know, I've been sending members to you to talk to you just to get an idea of how you can help. I don't know if they've gotten in touch with you or not, but I'm sharing your phone number with them. And I don't know if they have or not. But uh, certainly I know you're there to help everyone, just like I am. I mean, anyone who needs advice. So I'm going to say goodbye and keep up your good work, Howard. And we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye now. Bye, Howard. Thank you. Bye. And everyone, it's Maria Recruit from All Things Real Estate. We had updates about the Small Claims Court, the Land and Tenant Board, and Bill 184. But once again, I'm going to say it really is in the choice of tenant. All this time, I've had great tenants that haven't caused me any type of trouble. They've been paying every month. So, Rather than worrying about all this, if you choose from the very beginning and take your time and watch for all the warning signs, you won't get caught up. And I'm just going to I'm just going to share something with you. So I had a gentleman call me and he said he wanted to see one of my homes. And I said, OK, we'll schedule it for um uh, today was actually today was going to be this evening and one of my tenants was going to show them what I try and do is get the tenants in the house to to feel out the people who are coming to see if if there's a synergy happening I find that really works really really well so the tenants want to do this this is the way I want it to happen so he was supposed to call this gentleman was supposed to call me in the morning before 12 noon because that I kind of work it that way to see if they even pay attention to my instructions so I never heard from him and then he called me in the afternoon. He says, I'd like to come today. I said, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear from you in the morning. Um, you know, so can we just schedule it for another day? He started swearing to me, at me on the phone. So guess what? He missed out because he showed his true self. Do you really think I'd want a person like that in my home, living with other people? If he gives me trouble on the phone, if he doesn't even have the... Um, the good manners to understand that maybe time got away from me because it does and he didn't follow instructions, then I'm in no obligation to have him go and see my home. And what happens is I never give the address of the home until I've spoken to them that morning. Only then do I give them the phone number. So there's no way that person even knows where that property is until I feel satisfied that he's followed my instructions. He has called me. And he's being polite. 
And then I give him the, the uh, address and he can go over and look at it. But if someone calls me and starts swearing at me, which is what he did, do you really think I'm under any obligation to give him the address? No way, shape or form. Now, another thing happened was uh, earlier this week, I was showing one of my other properties and I told the people that they need to wear a mask, take off their shoes at the door and wear gloves. So here they show up. And they don't have a mask. They're not taking their shoes off of the door. And they, did, they didn't even have gloves. So I said to them, please, I said, you know, we sent you an email stating what we needed a couple times. Oh, we just came from work. I said, I'm sorry, but we have people living here that we don't want to get sick. So why don't you just go to the car and, and get uh, some Kleenex? Okay, so she had a Kleenex in her hand. She had a Kleenex on her mouth, both of them, which is fine. I'm fine with that. So then they come to look at what um, what I was showing them. And then they knew exactly how much that room was. And they asked for me to lower the rent. And I said, well, we can. Uh, I'm not going to lower the rent. You knew ahead of time. You want that rent? Go to the other room. And so when they left, I didn't think I'd ever hear from them. So that was another thing is that if they can't even follow instructions, when they come to your home and you've sent them two emails saying gloves, mask and shoes if they're not even capable of remembering that do you really think you want them in your home don't give them an excuse if they don't follow your directions if you don't feel comfortable for whatever reason you don't have to take them in at all all right so that's another lesson that you can learn and i always do that on purpose i ask them to call at a certain time if they don't call I know they're not going to follow any type of directions. They're not going to pay on time. They're not going to respect the other people. Because if I go to someone's home and they say to me, okay, please make sure gloves. Uh, of course I will. I want to respect. I'm going to somebody else's home. What right do I have to enter somebody else's home without paying homage to what they want? Therefore, if you're not going to even respect before you even get there, before you even show in, you don't even have face enough to behave then what do I need you in my house for? You're not going to behave even with the poor tenants that are living there that are so good at being there for three years. So please ask the hard questions and, uh, and be smart about this. If you want to talk to me privately about this, by all means, get in touch with me on Facebook, okay? So listen, it's Maria Recruit, all things real estate. And we were talking today about the uh, Bill 184. And I I really um, please would love to have more people sign up on my YouTube channel, uh, Real Estate Media News Network. Subscribe, like, comment, because we get more people coming on board. Please share my podcast, Maria Recruit, all things real estate on Anchor. And I say goodbye now and just watch out for my the next shows that I have coming up after this one. Take care. Ciao. Bye-bye now.